and we are live. Welcome to the 15th episode of our series, How to Become Fluent in English. So if you need to learn English for work, for school, for travel purposes, or even just for fun, you're definitely in the right place. Today, we're going to be giving you some game on how you can speak more confidently in English. As there's a common question going around, a lot of people seem to be able to understand English just fine, but they have trouble articulating themselves in a confident manner. So before we jump in, if you want to accelerate the process to become fluent in English, and if you want to learn something new every single day, I highly recommend subscribing to this channel, as we'll be putting out content literally every single day to make sure that you learn something new every single day. So without further ado, for our special guest here, Emma, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Thank you so much, and I'm so excited uh, to be here today. It is a great topic. I am Emma, or English with Emma, and what I do is I myself am a student, but I am also teaching English online, and I'm primarily using social media platforms as well as I recently built and launched my own site, and I'm going to put resources there. I was an English teacher in South Korea for over two years, and from my experience over there, I really didn't like the way that English was being taught. It was by the book in a very harsh and strict manner. And it wasn't actually realistic or, in my opinion, applicable to actually talking with real live native English speakers. And also, it just was not fun. And I think when you're learning anything, there needs to be a sense of joy or there needs to be passion or reason for why you're learning something in the first place. So when I started creating my content, I, I wanted to make it fun and I wanted to make it also something that could be just really used in real life applications. So I wanted to teach phrases and idioms that, again, real life native English speakers use. And I also have started utilizing clips from movies or other references or even uh, text message abbreviations online because at the end of the day, learning a language is about communicating and, and sending a message and you want people to get that message and also enjoy themselves while doing it. So yeah, that's exactly why I do what I do. And again, I'm so excited to help people feel more confident when they're speaking English, because at the end of the day, I really want them to enjoy speaking English. Yeah, no, that's that's very powerful. That's very important. Um, and yeah, for anyone listening, definitely take note. The way you learn English academically and the way that you apply your English in everyday situations, it's night and day. They're two completely different things. Um, they do complement one another, I would say, but um, definitely know the difference between the two. <laughs> and before we jump into the first question here, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video because that's the most important metric that YouTube uses to spread the message to other people who are also trying to improve their English skills. And if you have any questions, just jump into the chat. We'll answer them during the stream. So, Emma, so if a student shoots you a message and they say, Emma, I can understand English just fine. I have no issue understanding what other people are saying to me, but I have trouble speaking. I have trouble articulating myself. I have trouble uh, expressing myself confidently. Generally, how would you advise the student to solve that issue that they have? 
Again, thank you so much for asking that question. I get it all the time. I don't have the time myself to individually answer every single person who asks this because there are so many. But in general, what I really want to communicate to everyone is first and foremost, you should be proud of yourself. Be so proud that you are learning another language and don't be afraid to make mistakes or to have an accent. A lot of people are very worried about pronunciation or making a couple grammatical mistakes here and there. But again, you should just be so proud that you are even doing this in the first place, like trying to speak another language. And again, it's just, it's just such an incredible endeavor. And so don't, don't worry about that aspect because at the end of the day, speaking a language is not about perfection. Otherwise, none of us would be talking, right? Um, we don't always perfect everything that we have to say. Instead, think at the end of the day, you're trying to convey a message. You are simply trying to get your message to another person. And, and that is the ultimate goal that you should be focusing on. Now, ways to go about it, because again, I know it's easier said than done just to focus on the message from one person to another. But again, I always just say, find videos, find movies, find, find something, whatever it may be, whatever type of media, songs, podcasts, uh, anything, and find someone that you really like. There's something about the way that they talk, the way that they deliver themselves, maybe in their facial expressions, if it's you're watching a movie or something, how they're doing it, and just listen to it a lot. And then I, I always recommend shadowing or trying to copy that person as much as you can. And again, record yourself. So listen to how you sound, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, um, really just kind of practice with this and kind of get learn to give yourself feedback and become more self-aware of where you are doing really well and maybe where are aspects that you need to work on. But I think through this, you have someone or something to model off of that you really like and you really enjoy. And you can learn to be your own teacher by recording yourself, whether it's through video or audio recording. And through this, I have seen a lot of my students really improve. And again, it's that it's that really crucial aspect of enjoying it. I didn't assign them somebody to copy off of or shadow off of. I had them choose someone they liked. And because they really liked that person and that material, it made the process really fun. So that's general advice that I would give. Okay. Yeah, you you said it all. That's that's the end of the show. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, you said a lot there. So I want to pick your brain a little bit here. Yeah. So the first thing you touched on was the accent. So for anyone listening, I would definitely say that you shouldn't get too worried about your accent. I think it's really unrealistic that you're mm -hmm. going to be able to eliminate your accent um, mm -hmm. when you've only been speaking English for maybe a few years, whereas you've been speaking your native language for probably over a decade or two. Mm -hmm. So um, don't get too bogged down in that. And also don't get too bogged down in the grammatical rules of the English language as well. Um, even as native English speakers, we make grammatical mistakes every single day. Mm -hmm. I, I, a lot of the time, actually, non-native English speakers are correcting native English speakers on their grammar because yes. you guys actually study the language far deeper than we do. 
we just mm -hmm. learn English by heart. So it's completely different. Um, so yeah, like you said, uh, just communicating, making sure your message can be understood and you can understand native English speakers at the end of the day. That's really what's the most important. Exactly. I'd always say clarity is way more important than speed and a crazy amount of vocabulary. If you can just be clear mm -hmm. and if you can um, articulate yourself in a simple manner, that's actually all you really need to be able to navigate your way in a English speaking environment. And then you also touched on several different methods that people can improve their English skills, being listening, reading, writing, and speaking. So you mentioned uh, podcasts, you mentioned TV shows and movies, I think. So this is a question I ask a lot of people here, and I've gotten to many heated debates about this topic. Which one would you recommend that a English learner would use to improve their listening skills? Would you recommend podcasts or interviews or realistic YouTube videos or conversations like the one we're having right now? Or would you recommend TV shows and movies about something that they're interested in that's more um, dramatic? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I know why there is so many heated debates over all these different methodologies. But at the end of the day, what I truly believe in is that there is not one size fits all approach. Um, when I was tutoring privately, the one of the first questions I would ask is, tell me about your life, your schedule, like from when you wake up to when you go to bed. Because when I'm working with a student, I need to find a method that works with their lifestyle. Some people have a very busy schedule. They have a lot of responsibilities with work and with family. Some people have a less constrained schedule where their only job is to learn English. Um, and some people have their own car or they work from home or some people have to commute on public transit. So taking all these things into account, for example, a podcast is a great option for maybe somebody that has a very long commute. Uh, some people don't have the data plan to really be watching a whole lot of videos or streaming movies. And so a podcast is a really friendly option, as well as if you're crammed onto a really tight train, it may not be very convenient to watch a video. So a podcast for that person would be very convenient. Somebody that has a lot more free time on their hands or a really good data plan. Um, if they want to watch a lot of videos, there's all kinds of, I like vlogs because vlogs are not always super scripted and it's quite natural in a lot of cases to just be walking around, traveling to places, trying food, whatever it is. Um, and because it is unscripted, that gives you a better sense of what works um, in terms of just day-to-day -day speaking English. Movies are also good in a sense, like you can look at the face, you can see the mouth, how they are speaking and delivering. Um, but again, I, I also think it depends on like what you want to learn. Um, is it for fun? Is it for work or for academia? Because maybe not necessarily like a whole a lot of movies that are about the Avengers and other action movies will be very helpful if you're trying to learn business English. But maybe if you find some 
videos or documentaries or that sort of thing, it would be more helpful for academic or uh, professional English. So I think it really depends on the purpose and you want to try to cater it to that person and what is the way that they learn that fits in with their lifestyle. But that's a great question. What What is okay. your take on this? Yeah. So I agree with what you said for the most part. Um, it definitely needs to be relevant to their mm -hmm. lifestyle. Um, if you're listening to stuff that you're probably never going to apply in real life, that's definitely going to hold you back. In my opinion, mm -hmm. I would recommend podcasts, interviews, YouTube videos about stuff that you're uh, interested in. Yeah. I think that you will get a much better idea of how native English speakers actually interact with each other um, by listening and observing those conversations. Mm -hmm. With dramatic TV shows and dramatic movies, the pro is it can be more captivating mm -hmm. and it can maybe you can retain certain information better because it's more memorable. Yeah. However, I would say that most of the stuff I see in TV shows and movies, especially dramatic ones, are, are almost never used in real day-to-day -day interactions. Mm -hmm. It's it's very fictional for the most part, usually. Even reality TV shows are a little bit like... Uh, <laughs> Scripted, yeah. yeah I so, never recommend reality TV. Yeah, so it's something else. But um, what else? So yeah, I agree with you for the most part here. And so if you had to give a final verdict... Would you be more on the side of podcasts, interviews, realistic conversations, or would you be more on the side of TV shows, movies, stuff that's more exciting? I know it depends on the person, but I'm asking for your opinion. Which one would you be more on the side of? I mean, oh, it's so tough because there's also like in terms of like movies and shows that like there's really good documentaries out there. And I think documentaries can be really great for just learning anything in general. But I actually completely agree with you about the TV shows and movies that it is very scripted. If anything, I've maybe only once actually asked somebody to watch The Matrix just so that they could get the pop culture reference. But aside from that, I have always for the most for the most part, most of the time I, I, I recommend podcasts and interviews and kind of these blogs or like vlogs where they're interviewing people, but it's not scripted and it's very casual. So that's for the most part where I, I sit on, on this debate of what's the best method. Gotcha. And before we move on to the next question, let's just address some chats here. Sure. So Ahmed, hey, how are you doing, Ahmed? Mary Eve, evening to both. Watching from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Okay. Hello. Shout out Riyadh. That's it's a long Very ways cool. away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please, any sources for the OET exam? The OET exam. That's occupational English something. So it's for probably for doctors and nurses. The OET exam. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you need to see someone specialized in that. I would actually Google or go on social media and try to find someone who particularly does that. If you send me a DM, I might know somebody who might actually be able to help you with that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that test at all. Though, yeah, I'm honest. so sorry. I'm not. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, luck. Have a nice day. Have, have a nice day and have a nice conversation. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you, Michael. Well, you as well, Michael. Thank you. Shout out to you.
I appreciate your shorts on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. And we take your feedback very seriously because you guys are actually the ones who need to learn the English language. So mm -hmm. if you have any feedback, any suggestions, we take it super seriously. So don't be afraid. Yeah, definitely. Whatever is enjoyable or relevant to you, it's great. TS, thank you. Yes, no problem. I got you. <laughs> okay, so... Next question I was going to ask is, do you think that grammar is overrated or do you think that grammar might actually play a really important role in improving somebody's speaking so they can speak confidently, so they can speak comfortably? Oh, yeah, this is this is a tough one. And there's also. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy circulating around this question. It is also something that people feel very passionate about. I will be completely honest uh, with grammar, with writing, uh, and then people who will read your writing. It is super important um, in terms of professionalism or getting a job. Like, let's say, like here in the U.S. or Canada or any, you know, country with native English speakers, grammar is so important. People will just realistically like cast aside your resume or CV or your work if it's not perfect grammar. Uh, that is why we have Grammarly. And of course, like you can always go around and have people check your work. But for reading and writing, yes, grammar is super important. In terms of speaking and just having a casual conversation, what I like to say is think of a conversation as first draft thoughts, right? Because as I'm even talking with you right now, I didn't plan out word for word what I'm going to say, right? I am just speaking as the thoughts and words are coming to my mind and they're coming out of my mouth. And so because I didn't prepare or plan ahead of what I'm going to say, I'm probably going to make mistakes because as I'm saying these thoughts and words, I don't 100% know where these sentences are going to go because it's a first draft thought. And so with that being said, yeah, for a casual conversation, do not worry about grammatical mistakes. In fact, I hear my friends make them all the time. And it's just because we're not we're focused more on the conversation itself than the structure of the grammar. We're more concerned about getting our messages across to each other than making it perfect. But of course, if you're doing something formal like an interview or a presentation, yes, your grammar should be on point. And that is why that is like an interview or presentation is something you do prepare in advance for and that you practice and you maybe record yourself to like listen to it and get feedback and see how you can improve or pick better words or people will also have a script or they'll have visuals for the presentation. So in those situations, yes, grammar is important, but just to, you know, go to a restaurant or coffee shop to place your order or just to chat with someone on the street, I, I wouldn't worry about it as much to be quite honest, especially with slang. Definitely not. 
Yeah, with slang, I mean the sky is the limit. <laughs> As the sky anyone, is the limit. Yeah. Anyone who follows me, I put a heavy emphasis on <laughs> slang terminology yeah. on my page. Uh, but yeah, it's um I agree with what you said. Uh for the most part, grammar, it's very situational. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have to do a public speaking presentation or anything along the lines of that, then yes, you should definitely have your grammar on points. I would say when it comes to learning the English language, especially at the beginner level, I would say that it's absolutely crucial mm. that you put an emphasis on grammar though, and that you learn the fundamentals really well, just that you know the basics really, really well. Um, even just with the basics alone, that's actually enough to articulate yourself and get your message across, honestly. True. Um, all the advanced grammatical rules afterwards, that's supplementary. Um, mm -hmm. I would say it's not even that necessary at a certain point. It ha it's like diminishing returns. But um, I'd say it's crucial that you understand the differences between your native language and mm -hmm. the English language. And if you can understand the differences really profoundly, then I think that'll put all the pieces of the puzzle together in your head and start making English or start making the English language make a lot more sense, mm. um, especially from a foreigner's point of view. I say that with my experience learning another language, um, learning the French language. And do you speak any other languages as well? I know a bit of Korean okay. and Korean is in terms of grammar, it is the opposite of English. The whole word ordering is completely opposite. There's formalities in the language that don't really exist in English. There's a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually really like the point you made in which you clarified for beginners versus advanced speakers. Um, for beginners, yes, it is, it is very important to have that foundation. Otherwise, people will spend more time trying to figure out what you mean than actually understand what you said. But there are these weird advanced rules or some people have, I don't know, certain debates about whether or not they, they follow like the Oxford way or the non-Oxford way or this way or that way. That is not as relevant, but I completely agree with you that it's very important in any language to have that basic foundation because then from there you pick up on the patterns of what would be natural and what would flow and what just doesn't work. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'd say it definitely goes hand in hand with uh, mm -hmm. speaking English for sure. I'd say that um, the grammatical rules, it's just one piece of the equation to make mm -hmm. you a better speaker, honestly. Um, and before we jump into the next topic, let's address some of these chats here. Yeah, they definitely. are piling up. Nora, keep going. Enjoy watching your videos. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to you. Hi, guys. Watching from KSA. Where is KSA? Mm -hmm. Not sure where that is. Where's KSA? Yes, so true. I'm a horrible English speaker. Well, it really just comes down to repetition. Because um, believe me, once you practice speaking mm -hmm. or saying something or articulating something a hundred times, it's going to feel very natural <laughs> the hundred and first time. So... Mm -hmm. Just make sure you get your repetitions in and it will become more natural with time. Mm -hmm. And um, an app for daily conversation that had great benefits. 
Um, if you're looking for an app for daily conversation, I'm not even paid to endorse this, but I'd actually recommend the app Hello Talk. Yes. I think it's a pretty okay. good app. It's just like a testing ground for your English. You can just yeah. access a ton of native speakers and you can just test out your English through text, through voice messages, and you have absolutely nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely recommend that app for anyone who just wants to get um, extra practice with their English skills. Mm -hmm. Watching from Bangladesh. Love your videos, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Bangladesh. Yes, Bangladesh. Talking to an English person is quite hard for me since some of their words are idioms. It's like I need to think first about what he was saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always think about that every single day. It must be so hard mm -hmm. for foreigners to understand English speakers who speak in a very phrasal way. Like they, every other thing they say is an idiom. That must be very difficult, which is why it's really important in the beginning, actually, that you guys focus on learning phrasal verbs mm -hmm. um, because those are literally used every single day. So definitely learn phrasal verbs. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but we just love phrasal verbs. <laughs> I, I just I, I guess people just think it just sounds much better than to to actually use the literal verb but yes i have noticed that they love phrasal verbs which must be so confusing mm -hmm. it's yeah you'd have to ask the person who invented the english language but uh <laughs> right we we don't know yeah we don't make the rules we just uh we follow we just them. practice them yeah what is your native language, Avery? Um, my native language is English. The dialect I speak, it's Canadian. I come from the middle part of Canada. I doubt any of you guys know the city I come from, but it's called the city of Winnipeg. And uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Saudi Arabia or the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Okay. Oh, okay. KSA. I kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Arabia. But with the K, I was not 100% sure. But kingdom of Saudi Arabia, that... I see. Very memorable. I guess that's a formal way to say it in English because most English speakers would just say Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. or Saudi. Yeah. Okay. I also had an experience like this, but writing is much more difficult for me. Yeah, I'd say writing can be difficult because you'll be graded on your grammar, especially if it's for an mm -hmm. assignment in school. So um, I'd still say, though, with writing, you have a lot more resources and you can go back and correct all the mistakes you may have made. Whereas with speaking, it's spontaneous. Mm -hmm, <laughs> you yeah. have to articulate yourself well on the spot. So yeah, there's pros and cons to both, I'd say. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. For example, you know how to drive and I'll answer piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, get used to it. I mean, that's... Uh, I, I highly recommend just following a bunch of accounts, a bunch of English learning accounts on social media. Just really immerse yourself. All of these English speaking accounts like Emma's, like mine, like a bunch of mm -hmm. others, we cover common everyday idioms like every single day. So just yeah. um, really dive deep into that. Once you hear it a million times, it will become natural. Believe me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Now, Another question I'd like to ask you is, what would you say is more important to learn first in order? 
uh, listening or speaking. Some people say that you need to be able to learn how to listen before you can be able, before you're able to speak. Yeah. Do you agree with that statement or do you disagree with that statement? Um, yeah, again, it's a little, it's a little tricky because I can see it going both ways, but in terms of just language acquisition and, and think about how we all learned our first languages, you know, starting from being a baby infancy and then progressing to where we are as adults. When we were infants, maybe we made sounds, but it wasn't an actual proper language, but instead we learned to listen from our parents and the other people that we were surrounded by. And then over time, we were able to learn the words and just learn how to construct a basic sentence. And so I believe that's where it really begins with is that we do need to learn how to listen to see how it needs to sound or what the structure is, um, all those different pieces. And then from there, that is how we learn to speak because we have a, a frame of reference. We have some experience from what we were surrounded by in, in how to basically build our, uh, what we want to say. Uh, so that's what I believe in is that we, we should start kind of in that frame of reference and then progress because if you can try, and I, I learned this mistake too, when I was in Korea and I was just trying to speak so that I could order or get around and no one could understand me. And then I was also using a translator because I had not had enough like listening immersion to really understand how to pronounce certain things or the intonation or just just the structure in general. So when I tried, you know, just using a translator and then speaking, it, it didn't work. No one could understand me and it was just very confusing. So once I took the time to listen and really hear how to pronounce things and how to speak and to try to copy the accent and pronunciation that I found was more effective. And then it was easier to get around and place orders without that, those difficulties of not being understood. But I would love to know your thoughts. What, what is your opinion of this? Yeah, I'd say the general rule is yes, <laughs> you should be able to learn how to listen before you're able to speak just mm -hmm. to observe and study how native English speakers communicate. I would say that there is an exception to this rule. However, it's been proven like in certain instances where people were actually able to speak before being able to um, understand how to listen. Mm -hmm. There's people who come from places where there are no native English speakers. They're not very exposed to it, but they're still able to make a lot of progress and they're speaking. Um, simply through understanding the grammatical rules. Maybe they read a lot, mm. they write a lot. Um, but usually what happens is it ends up coming out a little bit awkward in the sense that they may speak really formally in an informal situation <laughs> or yeah. vice versa. So you might hear somebody use some very advanced words in a really laid back conversation and you'll say, mm -hmm. uh, okay, like, we, we can understand, but it sounds a little bit awkward. So I would recommend to anybody listening, um, definitely observe how native speakers speak, mm -hmm. ideally in real situations, not movies or TV shows. 
ideally in like real interactive face-to-face situations or YouTube videos that are filming live case studies or something like that, um, as opposed to um, trying to jump the gun and just speak how you learned it through a textbook, Mm -hmm. for sure. And then um, the final question I have for you here, and I ask this to everybody who I interview. So maybe you already know it if you saw the other videos, but um, if someone comes up to you and they say, Emma, I need to become fluent in English as soon as possible. How long is it going to take me and what do I need to do? How would you advise that person? Yeah, that's a great question because once again, this is a question a lot of people ask. And at the end of the day, this is the answer that nobody wants to hear, but everybody should hear. And this is what I have to say. And even I say this as a native English speaker, it is impossible to be 100% fluent in any language. And when people hear that, they're going to say, what do you mean? What, how, how, you, how can you as a native English speaker say that? And let me explain myself. If you are to ask me about extensive medical terminology, If you're going to talk to me about rocket science or we're going to get into really complex, I don't know, like we're we're going to go into quantum physics, I can't talk to you about that. I don't have fluency in those subject areas because that's not my main focus of study. You want to talk to me about world history. You want to talk to me about like we are right now, ESL. We want to talk about certain music or movies. I can but there are some subjects that even as a native English speaker, I'm not fluent in. I, I, I'm not familiar with these subjects. And so that's where I turn it back on to students or people who ask me these questions. And I want to ask them, what, what is it that you want to be fluent in? Are you looking at casual conversation? Is there a certain profession that you're in? Are you a student? So I ask them what it is that they want to use English for. And really, that's where you should focus on studying. Um, Don't worry, again, if you're never going to become a doctor, don't worry about medical terminology or learning that aspect. You want to focus on having the conversations or studying some basic business uh, phrases because I believe that there is a method where if you learn like 2,000 to 6,000 words that you're able to just sustain like a a conversation that you can, again, this can be used like on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's what's most important. Now, looking at it again of how long is it going to take? Well, that depends on how much time do you have to invest? Are we talking... 10 to 30 minutes every day? Are you studying for hours? Is it, you know, once or twice a week? Because however effort, how the amount of effort that you put in is the results that you're going to get. So there are some people I know they have become like from, from a beginner level, they have become intermediate advanced within a couple of months because they had some sort of a foundation in English from when they were in elementary school, but then they really just 
built off of that foundation and made studying and learning English their job. And that's why they're able to progress so quickly. I've had students, I've had them for over a year. And the progression was a bit slow because they only met with me once a week because they were working a full-time job and they didn't have as much time to study English. So it really depends what you're studying and how much time and effort you put into it. But truly, like what you put into it is what you will get out of it. So for those who put in a lot of time and effort, the results are much quicker. And again, if it's just casual conversation, that will be something that's easier to practice and progress. For something more complex or you have a limited amount of time for it, it's it's going to be a bit slower. But at the end of the day, your goal is, is to learn and it shouldn't be just focusing on a time frame uh, that's very strict. Like you should allow yourself to be flexible and, and to grow in that way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah, a couple of things you touched on there. So the statistic for the amount of words that you would need to know in mm. order to be able to speak comfortably, I've heard a lot of yeah. language, um, language coaches touch on that as well. And I'd say that definitely holds some truth. I think mm -hmm. I heard it, the stat, like um, it's the most commonly used words in the language. Yeah. So if you learn like the 3,000 or 6,000 most commonly used terms in the English mm -hmm. language, then you can navigate your way through almost any situation. Um, I definitely agree with that. And then also, um, yeah, I'd say the short answer to that question mm -hmm. would just be, it depends how much time you put yeah. in. Uh, for an example, um, you might see a lot of these ads online saying become fluent in English in one week. Um, it's I'm sorry, but that's, that's no. BS. <laughs> but um, I would say maybe it's possible to become conversational in six months if you practice eight hours a day or something like that. Yeah. But um, it really depends how much time you have to put into it for sure. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if you make learning English your job, um, you're definitely going to learn it a lot quicker, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'd say immersion is not necessary, but it definitely helps. I would say you would definitely learn the language a lot quicker if you're immersed in an English speaking mm -hmm. region. However, I still think it's more than doable and more than possible in a non native English speaking region. Um, if you simply use all of the resources available to you through the internet. Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's still doable. And before we close up, I'm just going to address the last chats here. So if you have anything to say, if you have any questions, now would be the time. Yes, okay. please do. Let's see here. AFTS, continue to do this live video for education and more listening. I'm a medical resident doctor and need more listening to help me in communication with patients because medical terminology, something that you need. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's really the whole point of this podcast. Um, me and Emma, this is unscripted. This is unedited. This is two mm -hmm. native English speakers communicating with one another. So it doesn't get much more real than this. Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. if you, if you need to improve uh, or if you just need to practice your listening skills, you want to practice hearing how native English speakers communicate with one another as strangers. Here it is. Yes. So pay very close attention to um, the typical idioms we use, the words mm -hmm. that are really common. 
maybe words that you've read in a book are actually uncommon that we've never used them in this entire conversation. So um, pay attention to stuff like that. <laughs> Michel Pierre, hello. 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 J'espère que tout va bien, <laughs> Michel. <laughs> well, writing a formal letter, especially emails, is kind of hard indeed. It's different from casual conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be difficult. Um, I will say, though, uh, mm -hmm. For work, I needed to learn French. And once I've written maybe 100 emails, 200 emails throughout my time working in French, yeah, you find yourself saying the same things over and over again, the same greetings, the same um, salutations at the end, yeah. uh, the same body. And once you, again, it comes down to repetition. Once you've done it 100 times, once you've done it 200 times, it just becomes really natural. So yeah. um, if you're uncomfortable... I would say it's most likely due to a lack of practice, really. Maybe you have underestimated the amount of repetition you actually need to get <clears throat> before um, something becomes natural. Yeah, and I, I have a template just because sometimes there's just a certain way things need to be conveyed. So, yeah, I always reference it or I have like actually like a cheat sheet of really nice phrases or sentences I can use in emails just because some sometimes even I am like nervous about what to send. Uh, so that's also very helpful. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely use templates if your um, mm -hmm. email application allows it for sure. Okay, Mary, I guess to improve or fluent my way of speaking is that marry a foreigner <laughs> so that I can freely talk to him in my own way and eventually learn how to speak like native people. Yeah, I would say learning a language, um, dating someone who is fluent in that language definitely helps. That's that's actually really valid uh, because or not even necessarily someone who you're dating or married to, just somebody who you're really close with. It could even be a good friend um, yeah. just because you can be totally vulnerable with them. And you'll feel a lot more comfortable making mistakes in front of them. And they'll feel also a lot more comfortable correcting you and trying to help you because you guys are actually close with one another. Mm -hmm. Versus if you use a stranger on the internet, um, a lot of them might not really have the patience to help you. <laughs> um, a lot of them won't have the patience to correct everything you say, or maybe they just don't have the time. Like even I've seen a lot of grammatical errors in these questions here, but we, we don't really have the time to break down each and every single one. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you have a good friend or a partner who can, um, speak the language you're trying to learn fluently, that's, that's definitely a big help for sure. I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Best regards, Avery and Emma. Thank you so much. Thank yep. you for joining us. Appreciate it. Yep. No problem. Jean-Pierre, merci. Uh, je t'en prie. Ed. I'm watching from the Philippines and English grammar is terrible. Oh no. Yeah. English grammar. Um, yeah. It's, it depends. I'd say it has diminishing returns for sure. Once you've learned the basics, you can basically say everything that you need to say. And then yeah. once you go past that, it's really for like academic purposes, even for a lot of people. I don't even recommend going past the B2 or conversational level um, unless 
your school requires it or unless like your your job requires it or if you're just really passionate about the language i guess you just want to learn it to the max but i'd say once you get to a conversational level you have to really ask yourself um why you need the language because once yeah. your messages can clearly be conveyed and you can clearly understand people yeah definitely yeah i'd say you might even be wasting your time if you don't need it a lot of native english speakers can't even explain the grammatical rules yeah. they follow them or sometimes they make mistakes but if you were to ask them about it they they don't know how to explain it it's just kind mm -hmm. of in their mind it's just ingrained in there and they're just following a pattern that's For what sure. it really is is you're following patterns and then there's weird <laughs> exceptions or oh my gosh i sometimes it's so hard to explain things like read and read like i will read this book or i read the book and we just have to tell people it's context it's just mm -hmm. you pick up on these patterns and things like that Exactly. So that kind of goes to show as native English speakers, we never even studied these rules. We just picked it up because we've said it and heard it so many times throughout mm -hmm. our life. So um, I do think that um, obviously, like if we're in our 20s or our 30s, then we've learned that like for decades. Yeah. But um, if you've been learning the language for a few years, I would still argue that probably after five years of being immersed, you'll definitely have the hang of it. I would say possibly even less depending on how how much time you put into it yeah definitely okay AFTS flowers thank you my shout out okay so okay so close up here Emma do you have any final pieces of advice you'd like to give to the listeners out there who are trying to speak English more confidently wow I, yeah, I could always advise a lot of things, but again, just reiterating my point before, please don't worry about your accent, grammar, making mistakes, being perfect, any of that stuff, all of those worries, just throw them out the window. That's, that's an idiom right there. Just throw it out the window. Um, basically just be proud of yourself for doing what you're doing in learning English and for many of the reasons that you could be learning it, whether it is because you enjoy it and want to have conversations for work or for school, whatever the reason may be, just be proud of yourself. Um, don't get discouraged. Um, the only way to learn is to keep going. You will not learn if you stop or you feel discouraged. So wherever you are in your journey in learning English, keep going, don't give up. Um, just keep reminding yourself of why you are learning English and use that to be your motivation. And again, find enjoyment, find something that makes it fun. If you're just studying grammar books and that's where you feel like you are not making progress or hitting a wall, change it up. Find some podcast that you're really interested in or find new music, find a good book, find something to change it up to bring back that joy in learning again. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage everyone, keep going, don't give up, be proud of yourself and find a way to get that enjoyment out of English. Yeah, well said. And where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so I am English with Emma UWU. 
It's kind of like a little face. And I also have a website. It's englishwithemma.me, not .com, .me. And I am also putting together a Twitch. I have a Facebook as well, English with Emma. And I'm, yeah, I'm really excited to, over my break, put out some resources. A lot of people are especially asking about more professional communication. So I'm making some cheat sheets and I'm also doing some recordings for people to improve their listening and speaking. And yeah, that will all be coming out on my platforms and especially my site, englishwithemma.me. Okay, nice. And for us, it's just um, Arc English on all platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, we put out content literally every single day to make sure that you learn something new every single day. So consider subscribing if you're watching this on YouTube or just following us on any of the platforms. And we will accelerate the time it takes you to learn the English language. And on your way out, uh, definitely like the video because it is the most important metric that YouTube uses to push the content out to other people who are also trying to improve their English skills. And that is all for today. Until next time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Avery. This was really